Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. All right, let's begin with prayer as we get into the Word. Heavenly Father, we we give you thanks for your precious word today. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to study your word and to minister to one another through the word. I pray that you will anoint my mouth today, that I will speak as the oracles of God, and pray that you will anoint every single one of us who is on the webinar and within the sound of my voice, those that will hear this message via SoundCloud or iTunes, pray that you would give us all a receptive heart. Anoint our eyes to see things from the Word of God and give us a deeper and greater revelation of who you are and your wonderful works in our lives. We pray that you will anoint our ears to hear and to embrace and obey the word of the Lord. Father, deliver us from being just hearers of the word and not doers. For your word declares that if any man hears the word and does not do it, he deceives himself. And so we pray that you would save us and deliver us from being deluded and self-deceived. So as we come, we thank you for that anointed word, and we give you praise, and we give you thanks, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Today, at our fellowship in Cape Town, we have celebrated, or we, we had a celebration of over 20 years of ministry in the premises that God has blessed us with. It was a time of thanksgiving and a time of rejoicing in the presence of the Lord as we look back over the 20 years that we have been in the premises, fully paid for. God has blessed us with those premises. But we didn't just celebrate uh, the the building that we were in, but the relationships that were established over many years of walking with God. And the wonderful people we have come across, got to know, got to minister to, invest our lives and our ministries into them, and to see them grow up in the Lord, raise their own families, and become pillars in the community that God placed them in. Some of them are businessmen, entrepreneurs started their own business, others are chartered accountants, others are teachers, others are nurses, and in every walks of life, in every walk from every walk of life, God has blessed us with so many spiritual children. And it was wonderful to hear testimony how the Lord through our ministry has impacted them. It was a very moving service. It was a very touching service, and it made me realize that little did I know when I've committed myself to the Lord, 
when I was born again and yielded my life to Him and I said, Lord, I commit my life to You and I pray that You will have Your way in me and through me and make me an instrument of blessing to humanity. Little did I realize that from a very small place in Masvingo, a, a town which is unknown uh, in the world, such a little town in the corner of Zimbabwe, in the southern side, that God would take this life that I've given Him and bless so many. So I am overwhelmed by the goodness of the Lord throughout the years that He's been to me and to my family. And um, it was a very touching service. What can I say? I believe that it was the most anointed service, the most anointed Thanksgiving service that we've had. It is our custom in our fellowship and in our spiritual family worldwide to set aside a day towards the end of each year to reflect on the goodness of our God and celebrate together as a family as we meditate, as we testify, and ponder on all the wonderful works of God toward us. And so today it was such a day we, where we celebrated the 20 years. And we thank God for His goodness, for His favor that He has shown us over all these years. Now, make no mistake, there were not all years rosy and comfortable and joyous years. We had our ups and we had our downs like every family, whether it's a natural or spiritual family, you always have your your challenges, your tests, your trials. And we've had a share of our joys as well as the sorrows. But all of the events and all of the circumstances and all of the challenges and the trials that we've experienced have really helped to bring us to the place where we are today. And in your own life, no matter what you're going through, it's not an accident. God has finished your life long before you began it. And everything we go through, God is able to take it, even the, the ugly things, the, the challenges, the not so comfortable, the tests, the trials, and use all of that to perform and to perfect His work in us. So I want to thank God today personally for all the things that we've experienced in our lives because I know that they've helped to make me the person I am today and to bring us to the place where we are today. And believe me, it's a good place. I am in a good place. In fact, I said this morning for my wife and I, we are living in the finest and most wonderful and most fruitful years of our lives. It is a place of rest. It is a place of peace. It is a place of fruitfulness in the Lord. It is what I call the third day, our resurrection day. And we've come into our third day. I've come into a place of rest, into a place of understanding and knowing God more than I've ever known Him before. And I am learning more and more to rely and to trust in His unfathomable love and grace toward me and toward us. It is as it is written in Psalm 66, chapter, 
chapter 66, verses 10 through to 12, it really described our walk with God over this long many years. And I just want to read that, that psalm to you from verse 10 through to 11 of Psalm 66. This is what it says. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to reach fulfillment. And we are living, both my wife and I, we are living in these days of reach fulfillment. And I thank God for that. It is the grace and the wonderful kindness and goodness of our God that has brought us this far. Now, the Lord has always instructed His people throughout the New Covenant into the New Covenant and throughout their existence to never forget where they came from and to always remember His wonderful works toward them. In fact, in Psalm 105, verses 1 through 5, the Lord tells the people of, of Israel, and this is what He said to them, Give thanks to the Lord and call out to Him. Tell the nations what He has done. We are to constantly testify to the Lord's kindness, goodness, love and mercy toward us and what He has done in our lives. Because the more you praise God and the more you become thankful, the more you value and realize what a wonderful work the Lord has done in your life. You may be in not in such a good place right now. You may be hurting through various situations or circumstances. But you know what? God has done a great work in your life by delivering you from the hand of all of your enemies and bringing you into the kingdom of His dear Son. Making you His own child is the greatest miracle that could ever take place in your life. It is so easy to forget in the day that we live in with all of the stress, with all of the anxieties, with all of the challenges and the responsibilities of life. It is so easy to take our eyes off of the Lord and take our eyes off of, the circum off of the Lord and put them on our circumstances and what is seen and what is felt in our lives. And that is why the Lord instructs us to continually tell and testify what He has done. Psalm 105 continues to say, Sing to Him, sing praises to Him, tell about the amazing things He has done, be proud of His holy name, you followers of the Lord, be happy, rejoice, depend on the Lord for strength, always go to Him for help, remember, remember the amazing things He has done, and remember His miracles and His fair decisions. God encourages us never to forget, but to always remember the wonderful works of God He has wrought in our lives. 
Now David, inspired by the Spirit of God, he exhorts and encourages and reminds his soul to never forget who the Lord is and what the Lord has done in his life. Listen to what he says in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. He's talking to his soul. And sometimes what we need to do is to encourage ourselves to praise the Lord. David did that. He said, My soul, praise the Lord. Every part of me, praise His holy name. My soul, praise the Lord, and never forget how kind He is. He forgives all our sins and heals all our sicknesses. He saves us from the grave, and He gives us love and compassion. He gives us plenty of good things, and He makes us young again like an eagle that grows new feathers. As you can see, David is encouraging himself to praise God, to give thanks to the Lord, and to never forget how kind the Lord is to him. And he goes on to list all of the benefits, all of the blessings that the Lord had given him. And we ought to do that. We ought to remind ourselves the things, the blessings that God has bestowed upon us. Scripture is full of the blessing that God has blessed His people with. So on this special day that we set aside once a year to give thanks to the Lord, we encourage the family, the Alpha and Omega family, both locally and internationally, to pray and seek the Lord in regards to giving a testimony, to giving a praise report, as well as bringing a special thanksgiving offering to the Lord, besides their first fruits and their tithes, which they do on a monthly basis. Now, in the book of Deuteronomy, we see this beautiful picture where the Lord specifically gives instructions to His people that when they come to offer the praise and the gifts to the Lord, they come with an attitude of praise, an attitude of gratitude, as they relate their past and declare the goodness of God in their lives, who brought them out of slavery and bondage into their promised land. And I'm going to read this portion of Scripture for your own benefit, so that you learn some of these principles, that when you come to the Lord to give Him thanks and praise, when you come to the Lord to offer your gift, the, the, your substance, this is the way God has instructed His people throughout the generations to do it. You know, because of our ignorance many times, and many times churches don't teach us the right way, we just dump our tithes or our offerings into the bucket. That's it. We don't put our heart, we don't put our attitude of praise in it. And you know, that's not the way God says we ought to give from our substance. Listen to what, how the Lord instructed His people in the Old Covenant to present their gifts to the Lord. 
And I'm going to read, I want you to read it from your own Bible. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 26. Deuteronomy chapter 26, beginning with verse 1 through verse 11. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1 through 11. This is the Lord speaking to His people, and He says the following. When you enter the land, the Lord your God is given you as a special possession, and you have conquered it and settled there, put some of the first produce from each crop you harvest into a basket and bring it to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for His name to be honored. Then go to the priest in charge at that time and say to him, With this gift I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I have entered the land He swore to our ancestors He would give us. The priest will then take the basket from your hand, set it before the altar of the Lord your God. You must then say in the presence of the Lord your God. Notice, the Lord instructs His people to speak and say together with a gift. You must then say, everybody say, say. In the presence of the Lord your God. What are they going to say? Listen. My ancestor Jacob was a wandering Aramean who went to live as a foreigner in Egypt. His family arrived, few in number, but in Egypt they became a large and mighty nation. When the Egyptians oppressed and humiliated us by making us their slaves... We cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. He heard our cries and saw our hardship, our toil and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and powerful arm, with overwhelming terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. And now, O Lord, I have brought you the first portion of the harvest you have given me from the ground. Then place the produce before the Lord your God and bow to the ground in worship before Him. Afterward, you may go and celebrate because of all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Remember, to include the Levites and the foreigners living among you in the celebration. Now, every time they brought the gifts and offerings to the Lord, God wanted them to speak and say where they came from and how the Lord rescued them from the hand of all their enemies. He wanted them to never forget what He has done for them and never lose sight of His goodness and His mercy toward them. You know, as I said, in the world that we live in today, 
with all of its cares and challenges, it is so easy to forget the goodness of our God and to give in to the spirit of being unthankful and always finding something to complain about. The antidote to murmuring and complaining is a spirit of thanksgiving and praise. By remembering the goodness of God toward us, by remembering where we came from, that without the Lord Jesus Christ we were just sinners destined for hell and eternal damnation. And so it is for this reason I believe that the Word exhorts us today to always be thankful and always be content in whatever state we find ourselves in. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, In everything give thanks. Not just some things, not the good things and the good times, but in everything. That means when you go through a trial, when you go through a test, when you're not feeling that well, when you're being attacked with some kind of sickness or disease, the Bible says, in everything give thanks. When your husband doesn't treat you right, when your wife doesn't treat you right, when your children do not respond to you the way they should, when your boss is not kind or fair or just to you, the Bible says, in everything, in everything, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is the will of God that we give thanks and praise to God for everything. Amen? Listen to what Paul said concerning this. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, Paul said, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned. Underline that word. I have learned to do what? In whatever state I am, to be content. Contentment with godliness, the Bible says, is great gain. Contentment with godliness is great gain. The opposite of being content is the, is the word covetousness. Covetousness, when it gets hold of you, it's never enough. You're always looking for something to add to your life because you think that uh, material things or titles or position is going to give you something that you do not have. But Paul learned his lesson. He learned in whatever state he was in, he was content in Christ Jesus. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Paul learned how to be thankful and content in whatever situation he found himself in. His gratitude towards God was not dependent upon his circumstances, but rather upon who God is and what God has done in his life. And so it is with us today that our gratitude towards God should not depend upon our circumstances or the situations we may find ourselves in or our happiness. Our gratitude towards God must have the foundation on which who God is, the revelation of who our Heavenly Father is and what He, he, he has done in our lives and what He's currently doing even though we cannot see it. 
The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. In my own walk and experience with the Lord over 40 years, the times that I grew the most in my spirit and in my character were the darkest times in my life, were times of challenges, times of tests, times of persecution and rejection by the very people that I was called to love and minister to. I grew the most during those times. Why? Because I've learned to forgive. Regardless, I have learned to love unconditionally. I have learned to be patient with people and to understand that we are just clay and human beings with imperfections. I have learned all of these lessons during the most difficult times of my walk with God. And so let us, let us rejoice. The Bible says, Rejoice when you fall into diverse tests and trials. Give thanks, knowing this, that the testing of your faith works patience. And when we let patience have its perfect work, then we are complete. We are, we are mature believers, believers who are able to stand on their own two feet, believers who don't need to be propped up by wealth or by possessions or by titles or by people's praises. We stand on our own feet. We are mature and we can lead others and encourage others and be an influence and an instrument of blessing in the hands of God so that others may be blessed through our lives. Now, Paul by his own mouth, he declared that he was the chief of sinners, worthy of eternal judgment were not for the mercy of God. You see, Paul never forgot and never, he never lost sight of who he was and where he came from. And so it is with us today. We should never lose sight where we have been without Christ. Where would you, where would I, where would any one of us be today without the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? We would be doomed and eternally separated from the love of God and from the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, folks who are unthankful and are always complaining about something, I find it that it's very difficult for them to believe God or to rely on Him. When you allow the spirit of murmuring and complaining to get hold of you, faith goes out the window. Faith departs from your heart. You will find it very difficult to rely and to trust God. The reason being is that the vision these murmurers and complainers they have of God is far too small. You see, in your eyes, you know, it depends how you see and how you view the Lord. Is He a great, the great God, the creator of heaven and earth, or is He a small God? Is your circumstances bigger and greater? than the God of the universe, who is your heavenly Father. And so, you know, there is a song we sing sometimes in our fellowship, and it goes something like this. It says, Forgive me, Lord, for I have made you too small in my eyes. Forgive me, Lord, for I have made you too small in my eyes. And when you allow the spirit of complaining and murmuring and ingratitude to get hold of you, 
then you are making God so small in your eyes that He can't help you, that He's not able to solve your problem, and so on and so forth. Now the reason God exhorts His people to praise Him and to be thankful for, to Him is for our benefit and not His. You know, God is greater than all whether we magnify Him and whether we praise His name or not. But when we do praise God and when we do magnify Him, He increases value in our sight. He increases value in our vision. And the vision we have of Him when we praise Him becomes greater and greater and greater in our own eyes. That's what praise does. It increases the vision you have of God. And it becomes easier to believe Him and easier to trust Him. So the more we praise God, the greater He becomes in our understanding. And until, until the challenges of life we face become so small and insignificant compared to the greatness and to the majesty of our God. That is why the Lord exhorts us to praise Him and to magnify His name, and to never forget the great works that He's done in our lives. So, and that's why we, we do this every year in our fellowship. We should always praise God. But as a family, we set aside and, uh, and, and reflect on the goodness of the Lord as we look back throughout the year. So I want to encourage you today never to lose sight of your salvation. Your salvation and your deliverance from the hand of the enemy is not an insignificant thing. It is the greatest miracle that you have received from the Lord, much greater than anything else. And so we need to never lose sight of our salvation or treat it as something common or insignificant. Never lose sight of the terrible price that our Lord Jesus paid so that we could enjoy today fellowship with God, our Heavenly Father, through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to, that's why I'm, I'm speaking to you the way I do. Every day, thank God for your salvation. Don't treat it as an insignificant thing or as something common. Every day say, thank you, Lord, that you have saved me from myself, from my sins. Thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. Thank you that I am born of your Spirit, and I have the life and the nature of God in my very own Spirit. Now, let me conclude my message today by giving you an example of how we should present our gifts to the Lord according to the principles the Lord has instructed His people in the Old Covenant. Now, if you look at, in verse 3, of, the, of Deuteronomy 26, the Lord says to His people, Go to the priest in charge at that time and say to him, with this gift I acknowledge 
to the Lord your God that I have entered the land he swore to our ancestors. Now, they were instructed to go to the priest who was in charge in those days. Let me ask you a question. Who is our high priest in our day? Somebody put, unmute yourself and speak to me, please. Yes, Grace. The Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Emma. He is our high priest. He is our high priest in the new covenant, in the new day of the new covenant. Now, let's paraphrase, paraphrase into a New Testament language what we should say to our high priest and what we should declare before our high priest according to the Word of God, when we bring our gifts to the Lord. Can I give you an example? Can I give you an example? Say no, yes, yes. All right. We're taking now the principle that God has shared with His people and instructed His people in the Old Covenant, passing it through the cross and bringing it, paraphrasing that principle and taking it through the cross into the new covenant. This is the way I do it. This is the way we should do it. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I acknowledge and declare before you today that through your grace and through your mercy, I have passed from spiritual death unto spiritual life. I have been delivered. Notice what you're doing. You are acknowledging, you are declaring, you are saying before your high priest what the Lord has done for you. I have been delivered from the power of darkness and have been transferred into the kingdom of your dear son. Then we go on. According to Ephesians chapter 2, I'm using scripture in order to declare and decree what God instructs me to do when I bring my gift to Him. He said, I'm going on, Lord, once I was dead because of my disobedience and my many sins. I used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world obeying the devil the commander of the powers in the unseen world, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. I used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of my sinful nature. By my very nature, Lord, I was subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But you, O oh Lord, are so rich in mercy, you loved me so much, that even though I was dead because of my sins, you gave me life when you raised Christ from the dead. It is only by your grace that I have been saved. For you, O Lord, raised me from the dead along with Christ, and seated me with Him in the heavenly realms 
because I'm united with Christ Jesus. So you can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of your grace and kindness toward us as shown in all you have done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. All of this prayer I've taken from Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 7. The only thing I've done, I've personalized it for myself. And now, Lord, I continue. I present to you my gift, a token, and an expression of my faith and gratitude towards you, Lord. Look upon it, I pray, with favor, and grant your servant the fulfillment of your promise. Amen and amen. That's so different from, from dropping your envelope in the bucket. Are you out there? When we do things God's way and God's order, then we come under the flow of the blessing of the Lord. Amen? Folks, let us do that. Every time we present our gifts to the Lord, let us relate where we come from, who we were without Christ, and what He has done in our lives and where we are today. The Bible says that we are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places, far above all principality and power. And before we conclude today, those of you who have already presented your gifts, I always encourage folks, if you do it by internet, whatever you do it by check, lay your hand on your gift and pray in accordance with what I have shown you. Now, if you want me to send you this prayer by email, all you have to do is email me, text me, and I will send it to you by email until you form your own prayer with your own words, using scripture to do it with. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.